Hello, everybody. Thank you for chiming in. Wendy Wadani with Wendy Washington. And I have an amazing, talented guest, Stefan Dupree. He is a music manager and A&R development. Hi, Stefan. How are you today? Hello. How are you doing? I'm fine. I'm so happy that you were able to make it on my show today. I know that you are extremely busy making moves, developing talent, and managing talent as well in the music space. Um, can you give us a small introduction about yourself before we get started with your questions? Uh, for sure. My name is uh, Stefan Dupree. Uh, I like to say I'm like a dot connector, uh, discover talent, uh, groom, groom talent, uh, do like image consulting. Like I do a lot of things to like, you know, make everything come together, whether that's, you know, connect the producers, songwriters, engineers, just to get the whole, whole, whole project and whole complete look together. That's amazing. And also, if you can give us a few current names that you, what projects you worked on recently? Uh, projects I worked on recently. Um, well, I have an artist that we just signed a deal with, <clears throat> excuse me sign a deal with a label but right now we are currently uh due to the fourth quarter we haven't put the project out yet we're just developing and, and building a catalog uh so that's something that i've been working on for the past year and then another artist um it's this it's the same right now we we in the development stage right now it's fourth quarter so we just prepping for the top of the year okay well that's good to hear all right well i have noticed on your page with some projects that you have worked on um, or tapped into, and I really like um, the direction and just overall the things that you're saying that resonated with me as well as family members in my family that are in the music industry. So um, you're definitely doing your thing in your space. Um, okay, so moving into your career journey, can you share your personal career journey and how you entered the music management and a in the A&R field? Uh, personal. So I, I started back in college when I was, you know, just doing party promotion and I, I felt at the time I exceeded, you know, um, things here in my city. So I decided to go to the next city, which was Louisville, which is a bigger city than where, I, where, than where I'm in. And, um, through a mutual friend, I met my first artist in which I was, you know, Bryson Tiller and he wanted me to manage him. I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, we just seen some of you that we know how to connect people and, and stuff like that. And, and being an innovator by thinking outside of the box to get things done. So, you know, I, I tried that. And, you know, a few years later, you know, he made his hit single, Don't. And the rest was history. After that, I started my management company and started seeking other talent and, and, and help grooming that and getting that situation and just, you know, repeating the process yeah because so Bryson that, Tiller he's okay. definitely one of my favorite R&B artists I can listen to his music repetitiously that's great yeah. that's really good to hear what motivated you to pursue a career in music management and A&R uh it was this the feeling of music um and and helping people so when I when I found out that I do have a talent in music industry, I wanted to help as many people as possible that I felt was talented. So um, 
that just brings me joy. Now, I would say along the way, I learned a lot that friendship and business are two different things. So it took me a while to uh, get that right. But yeah, I would say that I would say that um, just love helping, you know, other creatives and, and, and love discovering talent that nobody discovered and, you know, help you a part of that and make it to something good. It's, it's a great thing for me, you know, alongside of, you know, the artists itself too. What specific skills and qualities do you believe are essential for a successful music manager and an art professional? Uh, Being a jack of all trades, knowing how to not only, you know, manage and and correspond through email, but know how to work social media, know how to make cover arts, know how to, you know, do, do, try to learn to do any and everything, you know, um, because the way social media is today and the way a lot of these artists are now, they can write their own music, record themselves, engineer themselves. So you got to be a guy to be, a, you have to be someone that's a filler to be able to know a little bit of everything. And if you don't, you just got to be a sponge and learn these things and learn your artists because each artist is different, you know, so. Yeah, and I noticed I that you were mentioning, um, I guess you've created a space for those that are interested in building their social media presence. You currently have um, um, yeah. an opportunity. Yeah, so right now I do like, you know, uh, Instagram services to help um, build engagement and, and targeting like uh, the client specific niche. So if you're an artist, you know, targeting other artist accounts. If you're a business or brand, you know, the same way as them too as well. So that's something that I do uh, on the side for marketing and then just doing consulting, trying to just helping artists, you know, put everything they have together into a brand and make it a brand opposed to them just saying they're artists because who is your audience? What are they buying into? You know, so if you don't have an identity, then the music's not going to stick. Yeah, I also make sure that I um, uh, repost it in my stories, too, because um, I noticed it, but I wanted to ask for your permission. So I, I guess I'm asking right now. <laughs> sure, any, anything I post, feel free to, you know, if I put anything out in the public, feel free to share okay, it Okay, awesome. How have these skills played a crucial role in your own career? How do you continue to develop them? Your management and AR professional skills. Uh, I, I feel like every day is a learning, a learning something. There's something new always happens because when you have multiple clients, you know, different clients' needs are different. So certain things that you need to tackle um, need to be urgent, and uh, some other things you can put on the side. But also too, man, just just learning uh, each end of, in, in, each individual person you manage because at some at times they forget that you have a personal life too. So it's it's sometimes it's kind of hard to juggle both both sides. But I never take on more than I can handle. So I would just say just learning 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 human behavior with each client. Um, knowing that I can speak to this client this way to understand certain things and I can speak to this, this client, I got to actually like hold their hand a little bit, you know? So it's just, every day is, every day is a, is a learning <laughs> day, you know? 
learn as you go. This is how the industry is. You you, you can know everything about a book, but the experiences that you get when you when you behind clients is some something that you can't have a you know a textbook and absolutely. Go by. I agree. How do you stay updated on industry trends and emerging artists? Uh, honestly, I just stick by the stick stick how I always discover an artist being a consumer of social media. I just be on TikTok or I be on Twitter and just be just being a consumer, an everyday consumer, and something catch my eye that I see and I see it before everybody else sees it, and I stick to that. It's not something that I just go. I'm like, you know what? Today I need to find an artist. Like I don't have that mentality. <laughs> I just be a consumer of social media and find find the talent that I love. Yeah. Anyway. That's awesome. The power of social media. Yeah, for sure. In the rapidly evolving music industry, what do you see as the most significant trends and how do they impact your role in artist development? I would say the trends is is more so not the, I would say it's more so not the artists. I, I feel like it's more so of what the labels and the, and the, and their, their business uh, models are. So I, what I've been sensing and seeing is a lot of labels are are signing TikTok artists or something that goes viral and the music don't stick to the artist. So they throw a lot of money to these young acts that may or may not have the right team behind them and sign for a lot of money and nothing sticks. And then you have... um someone like me that has artists that, you know, I feel like that are longevity artists that, you know, I develop and the talents there, but where that artist, that said artist don't have a viral moment, the labels overlook it until they have that viral moment. And I, and I think that that's the wrong way uh, to run a business. I understand, you know, it's a numbers game, but at the end of the day, you want something longevity and not just a tax right. write-off. And an easy and an easy way I, out, you know. They're cutting the the work. <laughs> yeah, the labels don't want to do the work anymore, so they just rather throw a bag to a young artist to have have a moment, and then they really don't see a return on it. I don't understand it. I don't understand the business model behind it. It's just a tight spot yes. at the end of the day. Can you share a memorable experience of discovering and developing an artist? Out, you know, they're cutting the the work. <laughs> Yeah, the labels don't want to do the work anymore, so they just rather throw a bag to a young artist to have have a moment, and then they really don't see a return on it. I don't understand it. I don't understand the business model behind it. It's just a tight spot yes. at the end of the day. Can you share a memorable experience of discovering and developing an artist? A memorable moment. I remember, and I always speak about Bryson because that was like my introduction. Um, I know a memorable moment. We was in Philadelphia and we had got a call from Timbaland. And we was actually at the movies watching the movie Dumb and Dumber 2. And I remember Bryson had a, got a phone call. He went to the lobby of the, of the movie theater and then he called me out. He texted me. He said, yo, come here. I go to the, I go outside into the lobby. And he tells me, you know, Timbaland just, just called him and told him to quit his job, come to Miami tomorrow. So we literally left the movies while the movies were still going on and drove from uh, Philly back to 
Lexington. And it's weird because when we was driving back to Kentucky, like it was like a shooting star that went like over the car when we was driving. And then he turned that, that moment, that, that time into a song. It's called 10 Now 14. It's actually oh, on the nice. What's that title so that, again? That was definitely. Okay. 10 Now 14. Go back and listen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it was uh, uh, definitely a memorable That's moment. That's sure. really deep. What strategies do you employ in identifying potential talent? How do you approach the development process to ensure long-term success? Uh, so I, so I look at the market and see what it is. Uh, when I do, when I do fall in love with an artist or I see something with potential, it's the first thing is uniqueness. Um, as far as like sound on records, the first thing I listen to is a, is a, is their voice because their voice is an instrument, and then you know. I look at is this is this person marketable? Is this does this personal is this person does this person has charisma? You got to have a charisma as an artist too. Is is this person going to be vulnerable? You know, if, when you are an artist, you got to be super vulnerable because other people can experience the same true experience too, but may not be able to articulate it in music the way you can, and that's why they fall in love with your music. And I think that's something great that Bryson did when he came out with Chop So. He was being very vulnerable in that album, and it was. It was cool enough to play it in your car and it didn't seem weird, but it was also yes. player to play it in a car with a woman. So it, it hit two birds on one stone. So those are the things I look for when it comes to artists. Is the charisma? Is is does this person um, has personality outside of just music? Is he marketable? So we can try to go get brand deals outside of music. So I don't want to. I would never want an artist just to be like one dimensional in one lane of. Okay, this person just a dope artist, but yeah, he don't really like social media or he don't want to do social media because there's artists out there that's less talented that will do that and then get signed. And then everybody like, well, they label signing BS. Well, you doing the things that they, they doing the things that you want to do because you thought right. it was corny. That's deep. <laughs> I never thought about it like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I know I, I just think of, I just think of things look differently. Like for instance, like I, I you know, Here's a water bottle, right? And then here's another one. I look at artists like this. Now, which 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 is what makes you different than the next artist? Artist is it the way the bottle shape? Is it the logo? Is it the coloring? Is it the way it feels in your hand when you hold it? Is it the is it the bottle cap? You know what I'm saying? Like it's that's how I look at artists. So what makes you different than the next artist? You know, and then I break it down to tell them the statistics of how many people's in the world. Then how many people's releasing music every day? Not to discourage them, but you gotta. It's just to encourage them. It's like, yo, you have to work your ass Real off talk. to get to where you want to get to. It's more than yeah. in the studio and just recording. Well, that was great. That's really something because I never thought about artists being signed <clears throat> because one is willing to do more than the other, so that means it's less of a headache. Wow. Yeah. What are some of the biggest challenges you face in the current music industry landscape, especially in artist management and A and and R? Um, I'm, I, this is a great question because challenge a challenge that I have a, a lot, and and and, and 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 I'm not the type of person to be mad at other people's success, but it pisses me off when 
I have to continue to prove myself to A&Rs in office that don't have the track record I have. It pisses me off. And I don't know if because they got their position at the level because they went through some intern, internship or whatever the case may be. But I feel like a lot of A&Rs that's in office are, that, that don't have culture at all. They don't understand the, they don't understand the culture. They don't understand the market of our people. So they just have those people, you know, they look at numbers and metrics and stuff. That doesn't, that, that doesn't correlate to finding someone that can connect with the people. I literally have A&Rs to this day work at labels and try to reach out to an artist to sign and they don't, they don't um, respond, but they'll hit me up and say, Hey, can you DM this artist? I see y'all follow each other. And then I'll DM <laughs> and get a response just like that. So if you have a position and you can't get a hold of someone that you want to, you vetting for an opportunity to bring to your, your company and you have to hit another man up that's freelancing and he gets a response instantly, that shows, that just shows right. you, you got the wrong people in, in office. So that, that, that is the challenging part right there. Like, I've been my, you know, my, my, my success with the artists that I have discovered. And then when I have a new artist that I'm developing and, and putting that together to pitch to this A&R or this label, it's like, okay, not only that I'm pitching the stuff that I have, and yes, he, that artist may not have crazy numbers, but look at my last artist that I discovered. Look at Icebox. And four or five of your lives that I bought these guys too. They were like, oh, I didn't see it. And then she went crazy. Now they asking like, oh, you still got a line on her? You still work with her? Like, oh, I thought she didn't like her music. Right. So is it is it is it talent or is it numbers? You know, and you're so, so that's, humble because that's I asked, part. asked you earlier in our conversation about some of the projects you've worked with. And so that means that you're really pushing out some really uh, legendary talent. Yeah. See, I, 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 yeah. I knew, I, I felt it. I was like, you know what? I got to have Stefan on my show. Yeah, so I just, you know, what, what I learned, like working in the industry, you can't have egos. You have to, I, me, I feel that life is about networking. No matter what you do in life, life is about networking. So like when you meet people, you won't, you never know what position that that person may be the next 12 to 24 months or, you know, five years from now. And I always tell artists too, on your come up, be respectful because you never know who's going to be in what position when it's really your time to, you know, make a push and you start having traction and then, that person can be the t- determining factor if you get signed or not. You never know they might get a head position, but you you didn't you disrespected them or you know did something wrong in your early stage of career, and then you know A and R might bring that bring you to that person. You're like, oh, I remember this artist, and then it, off of emotion and not being logical and not keeping a business, they might just write you off and you won't even get a situation. So I've seen that happen a, a lot of times. So that's why I, I always advise artists to. You know, be respectful, even if they don't agree with something. Yes. Be respectful because you never know who's and that's, going to be that's, right that's, in that position. Th- that's facts. You know? And it's, um, you know, that's facts. Um, and I'm saying it, you know, from experience. Yeah. And even with me building this show and it being a full out built platform that I vested in myself, 
Um, and then being iHeart Media Talent, as well as having my show on iHeart, and then my show being podcasted on all platforms. But because it's me and I'm holding down my fort, and I literally have asked people that I've known for years that I have helped or supported in some form or type of way, right? And asked them if they wanted to be on my show and they don't decline, but they don't respond. So it's like, okay, that's a mental note for me because like you said, one year, two year, three years from now, then it's like, oh, I wanna be on Wendy's show. Then I'm gonna look at it like, I remember you were one of the first people that I asked because I have a notebook and I'm and I'm and I'm and I'm taking note and checking it twice, right? Because I my my show and everything, yeah. like you said, you you're working on a project, but you haven't uh, made announcements yet. It goes the same with my show, so I'm grateful of people like yourself that says, okay, sure. You know, and also some of my iconic friends that I came up with in the entertainment industry. Okay, sure, but you'll be surprised. And it and it's like no matter how established you are in this business, if people don't see the numbers, like you mentioned about Spice, it's like oh they're not interested. But then when it's here, then they want to be on you like a cheap suit. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's definitely an issue about what you got, what you're doing now, not what you've done in the past. So it's it's what do you have right now that's hot? It's it's a it's an instant gratification. Yeah, depending on who you're speaking with, your resume is cool. But in today's industry, it's like okay, what do you have hot right now? You know, and if you don't have anything yeah, hot, yeah, you got to remain humble. It's, just, it's just um, that cutthroat. So I, I yeah, yeah. Not for sure. You gotta remain humble, don't, and then don't fall into, don't fall. I always say, don't fall into the matrix of trying to force things to be high or just trying to find some stuff that be high. Because maybe you come across some stuff that you really don't love. And I never want to get into the business of just signing some stuff just to sign some stuff just to make a quick buck. I'd rather be find something that I love and be in it with longevity. Yeah, well, thank you. Really build. That's even given gave me some notes. That's, that's, you know, that's kind of like. Um, you just given me some food for thought because I'm doing something that I love, I'm passionate about, and it's mine. Um, and I'm yeah. not gonna, I'm gonna keep it transparent and organic. So thank you for that. How do you navigate these challenges, yeah. and what advice would you give to aspiring music managers and NR professionals entering your field? Uh, how do I get through these challenges? Um, keep, I try to keep great people around me that's not, like, that are realists. Um, and even if I have people around me to get advice, I still gotta go weather the storm regardless. So I try to, you know, be and think optimistic um, while, I'm, while I'm facing challenges. Um, being a manager, it's really the it's really about being a problem solver. Being a problem solver because when things go good, you look like the genius. When things go bad, you like you an experience. So I always I will always tell a I will always tell an upcoming manager if you don't really have it have experience to 
shadow someone that is managing someone and just be around it because you're going to pick up on things that that a person will tell you how to do certain things like i can tell a person like on a textbook as far as contracts like you will want this 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 but if you haven't been if you haven't experienced or shadow a manager to see how if certain things how that manager executed how he speaks to his 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 client how he um corresponds in emails how he follow up with emails how he follow up with phone calls how he it's a it's a lot that goes into it and just saying i'm 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 management like the homie manager thing like you, you gotta be you know a professional you gotta be assertive you gotta be on top of your things and you gotta set the tone and show be a leader you know and that's what he is and i, I would say that you know from uh, aspiring managers is to you know not only get advice but try to shadow someone because in this industry, the best way to learn is being hands on. Absolutely. Um, can you please in. give my listeners and viewers um, your information? How could they contact you socially? How could they follow you? And if you have an email that you would like to give out to potential talent that would like, you know, their music heard. Uh, for sure. Yeah. I'm, the best way to contact me is via Instagram. I treat Instagram like this text messages I, I literally see everything people dm me and i don't respond at times because i've already seen what i've seen and i don't need that it doesn't need to be a discussion um from artists that tries to send me music uh i can go to their stuff without responding back if it, if it doesn't if it doesn't make sense at the moment i just you know put it to the side you know or if if, if it's something that do have potential i may respond back and say yo keep going up i'll keep out or something like that but uh, the best way to contact me is via Instagram. My Instagram name is at stuff on Dupree. That's S-T-E-P-H-O-N-D-U-P-R-E-E. And uh, I'm constantly checking my DMs daily. That's, that's really yep, the best. Yeah, and you also have a best group. Best way to get, um, get in touch with You have a, a broadcast. Yeah, so I have a broadcast channel. That broadcast channel is basically for like uh, any services or any opportunities that it may come across my, my way. And I'll drop those opportunities for those that's in my broadcast channel because you never know, you know. I may I may have someone reach out to me for some sync licensing stuff for a movie or anything like that, and I just give those opportunities for those people that's been following my journey and put it in the broadcast channel. And you know, if it's something that's in there that I can, you know, help place. Of course, on the business side of things, I'll get my percentage. But I I would love to be able to help yeah, somebody. That's beautiful. You know, well, it was a delight to you taught me a few things and some um, high level yes. notes that you said to make me respond, to connect and resonate with my own journey. And I've been, I grew up in the entertainment industry and it's like every project is different. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and you start over square yeah. one. It is. it is what it is. But thank you so much, Stefan. Dupree, I really appreciate it. And I want to thank everybody for listening to Windy World Daily with Wendy Washington. Hi, everybody. My name is Wendy, and I am the host of Windy World Daily with Wendy Washington.
Wendy World Daily with Wendy Washington is Monday through Friday for 15 minutes every morning, exploring and introducing Hollywood's most trending topics to interviewing creative influencers and celebrities. I will be living a world daily of entertainment, fashion, beauty, and lifestyle. I can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all other podcast platforms. So make sure to subscribe and be ready to download Wendy World Daily with Wendy Washington. I look forward to seeing you there.